I uh, what is that thing called again? That stupid ass thing. Fucking metronome. Stupid petronome. The, the purple guy. Yeah, he's got. You called him petronome. Peter Pettigrew. I don't know. I just I, I just repeated what uh, Michael said. Like a, it sounds like a Pokemon. <laughs> it does. After podcast. Sometimes it may be good, sometimes it may be shit. Uh, Matt, week coming up on 24. That's not what we're talking about here anyway. It's a transfer special somewhat and a international break. First things first, though, you've heard it a couple of weeks. Shout out to B. Wood, who does our new music um, and provided us with the opening beat. Uh, I asked my friend uh, Donald... To hook us up with a beatsmith, and he had a friend that was making some beats. I then asked Donald, hey, we're actually putting it on the podcast. What should I call him, Mandem? And he did never responded to me. So the, the package was called B-Woods Beats. Shout out to that guy. I uh, just want to make sure I'm doing my due diligence. Other than that, how's everyone doing? That's our first plug, dude. Nice. Yeah. I'm doing great. I'm... I just finished watching a doubles match of curling, so I could not be more excited. Oh. Oh my god! I'm in the same boat as you. I love curling. <laughs> you, you gotta, you gotta hope they bring it back uh, in twenty. Wait, what year would it have been now? Twenty twelve. They had curling at the pier in uh, Hoboken, and we went, but it was like a four hour wait. Oh, I, was like, I, I went. I got to go do curling on with uh, Prudential, where the Devils play. I was pretty yeah. good. Dil, I think this is pre Nick on the pod. I claimed that I'd be an incredible curler, and I didn't know Dylan went. There's a curling school, you know, two miles away from me here in Brooklyn, which means it's an hour and a half on a subway. So <laughs> which means it's probably in Conne- which means it's in Connecticut. No, it probably literally <laughs> means it's a stone's throw away, but because public transit doesn't go north to south in, in the boroughs, there we go. It's also a great stones joke if people know curling. Exactly. Hey, you know, I've been watching it all day. Just that was like not you. intentional. I wasn't. <laughs> I've actually. I'd love to know how many. Uh, especially, I feel like it's a very. Not that I care, because I think salespeople are just as annoying as I am. Uh, but I feel like most salespeople that work from home were just sitting there watching it. Most work from home people, I, I would imagine, were watching it. But uh, next two you weeks, also, baby. Just to back up my point, John, you don't have the balance, the strength, or focus to be a curler. I and bet I will, you, I, I will die I on that you, hill. I bet you that I would beat you, and I wouldn't even have to use a blocker. Okay. Yeah, beat me. I don't know anything about curling. <laughs> it's oh, so not I a very right good now, you assessment. Need a blocker. It's hard to get going. I, I look. There's a few things that I have a rational confidence on, and I think if you gave me a month and a half, I'd be a pretty damn good curler. A month and a half, dude. It's a Straight. lot. I, I I tried to train for the badminton summer Olympics one time, man. Two months of hard work, and then you watch one video, and you're like, yeah, there's no chance that I'm any good at this compared to everybody else. And that's don't, badminton. Don't do it to yourself. But but badminton, I think, is harder it's, than curling. No, you're still an elite athlete, man. You're still an elite athlete. Yeah, there's no way. At, it, at what point are we gonna get pickleball in there? That's actually, I think, a legit question. Do they have a senior Olympic tour? I don't know. They should. But the age Pickleball's requirement should be you have to be 60 to be in it, or 70. 
You have to be 60. And you must show proof of residence in a 55 and older yes. active living community. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that, that'll be live. the same. That'll be the same year they have bocce and, and pickleball in the Olympics. It'll be hosted in Naples. Um, it'll be uh, incredible. Um, None of this free roaming elderly people. We want fucking in a home, like only able to like walk around like the community that they live yeah. in. Elderly yeah. people. <laughs> yeah. No free rangers. Oh, God, the medical bills of that <laughs> place, man, for the nurses and the PT and everything. Instead of instead of their countries, they're representing their their homes, their living homes. <laughs> you know, that's their that'd be funny as fuck. Actually, um, we know one. We actually we could sponsor one. We know we know a home. We could sponsor one there. Yeah. You can be the official sponsor. We should actually start this this like conference, this tournament. This I was. Like, I was literally just gonna say if we were like Key and Peel, like if we just did like Comedy Central bits, that would be a great one. <laughs> I mean, just like a fucking, <laughs> just like a fucking pickleball, like an elderly home pickleball tournament. Listen, the the podcast itself has not taken off yet. It's not too late for us to make a little a zigzag here and and just get off the soccer potting. I'm telling you what, that'd be way funnier than this shit. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt. All right. Uh, in case you're living under a rock or if you live outside of this country, um, we know that Team USA had a bunch of games. We're going to get into that. But you probably didn't know that we had a website or have a website and that Michael and Dylan update it and um, actually post things on it. So I think this is a great opportunity to talk about a piece that all of us somewhat contributed to, um, talking about the winners and the losers of the transfer window. Um and to be totally honest, Michael, you're going to know this better than anyone because you put it all together, but we were pretty aligned on the winners and the losers, and there were a few people that were, a few teams that were just like outliers, so we can talk about those as well. But let's start from the bottom and go to the top. Michael, name the teams that were named in the, the losers bracket. So the first one uh, that I think was pretty, um, I don't know if unanimous, I guess, but... Well, did all four of us pick it? No, because that's not the one I'm talking about right now. Uh, so, and therefore, not unanimous. Manchester... Uh, well, <laughs> kind of. Manchester United was the one that we pretty much all said... Three out of four said they lost. Um, it Because not everyone picked... Like, I picked three. Nick picked two. John picked one. Dylan picked, I think, two or three also. Um, yeah, no rules. I, I did a big yeah, dozen. Yeah, however you wanted to kind of put it together. Um... Manchester United didn't really do anything. Uh, they lost Dabeek to Everton, which I'm sure we'll talk about later. Um, and they didn't get, I think, what they needed the most was a midfielder. So I think they kind of sucked at the transferring, you know? They were bad at transfers. But um, before <laughs> Nick speaks, before Nick speaks, were they even in for anyone? No. Um, no. Well, so it depends because they're they're always very shady on the this transferring. We're gonna, trying to just are we find just gonna... anything to needle at for no reason. <laughs> no, no, no. no. That's gonna... turning into you two just fighting the whole time. Yeah, no, yeah. no, no. That's not what I'm saying. <laughs> We're punishing them for abstinence. What is this? Well, I think in some cases you can punish them for not doing anything because, like, they should be. I mean, See, I could no, they I shouldn't. Could, I could shoot the last shot here. They're not going to win it this year. Why? Because, dude, top, top four. Yeah. What are you talking about? I'm going for winners here. I'm, to, I'm changing it just to be a pain in the ass. <laughs> we literally talk about all the time how, like, oh, these teams only care about being in the top four. And, like, if that's the yeah. case, then they should try to do that, right? 
I, I guess mean, from from that perspective, and again, Nick has not spoken yet, and this is his team. Uh, I I guess I I didn't really think they were even competing for anyone. So no, ahead, they, Nick, they weren't. They really weren't. I think I initially said they were losers, but I'm thinking losers in the long term. In oh, in the short term, but they weren't really going for anybody because everything that came out is that they're waiting for a manager to be appointed before they just buy someone to avoid the Donny stuff. So when when you know, so you're not buying someone that and when someone comes in, they don't want them, and it's a waste of money. Um, I've actually now, out of deeper thought and general spite for Michael's blind hatred <laughs> for no reason on this I, exact I'm, I don't, I'm not hating on him. <laughs> I mean, you could use Tony I think that right now. I, 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 I said they were losers because they should have sold Pogba last winter or in the summer. Again, you're going to lose him twice for zero money, and you're dropping 90 million pounds on him, or whatever it was, 86 or 90, something like that, Yeah, which is absurd. And they're asking now, stay and see the manager. I guess we're a loser in that sense, but we didn't sign anybody. We weren't looking for it. But you can look at Pogba as a January signing because he hasn't played since October. So yeah. it's like getting someone back, getting some midfield depth back. Is it ideal? You know my thoughts on Paul Pogba. But it's if we're going to get someone back that it is potentially and does have world-class moments, and you know, hopefully you get the best out of him and then you just get top four so we can get some extra money. But... We lost because we're going to lose him for – that kills him. We're losing him for nothing. We've spent so much money on him, and we lost him twice for free, which kills me. This – okay, hold on. This is kind of my thing is, like, hopefully he comes back and does well. Hopefully he does this. Like, you know, we need midfield depth. You got rid of a midfielder, and for the however many of the past years you've been hoping Pogba does something, at this point, like, why – if I'm him and I've been there for so long and this has been my experience there – and again, like I could, you could argue both ways. You guys should be pissed at him, and maybe he should be pissed at United too. Why the fuck am I playing for he the last be pissed six at months? Us. We've done everything for him. We let him play when he shouldn't be playing. I don't know, we man. You should be pissed at him. I mean, he needs to go out and play for a contract. That's what you got to sell it. Like you got to sell it. Like like Steven Gerrard sell it to Luis Suarez when he wanted to leave in twenty in twenty fourteen. Like, stop complaining. If you play great, Barca's gonna come get you. Like, I remember reading that. He's like, if you, like, you're like you worried about going to Spain, look, Spain's going to come. If you come out and you dominate for us, Spain's going to come for you. And they did. It's got to be the same mentality with Pogba. Like, if you go out and dominate and play, you're going to get that contract where you want it, wherever you want it. Because this is, this is his last big contract of his career. He's yeah. got to be playing for it. Right, but if I'm him and I'm just sitting there, and again, from someone looking on the outside, I feel like he hasn't got – a ton of chances and he's also been injured and he's had like what three different managers in that time uh i'm if i'm paul pogba i'm sitting there blaming manchester united for why i might not be playing well as opposed to me actually having to go out there and perform to prove soft. Soft. it that it doesn't matter well he's french so i guess you know, you're you're a united like... fan looking at it in a united perspective <laughs> Just uh, we're, just gonna, we're just gonna agree that we're I... gonna disagree and not dominate tonight because I wouldn't play if I was him. So, so uh, Pogba out. Seems like that's the <laughs> overarching. <laughs> yeah, like on this one. Um, who's our Who's our second team on this list? Well, the only other one that everyone pretty much agreed on was Arsenal. Yes, and I want to start this off as a co-founder of the Young Gunners fan club. Uh, I told Michael this off pod. 
I, I would have texted it, but it was a long text. Arsenal had an amazing opportunity to throw all the money in the world at a striker to cement themselves as probably the third best team in the Premier League, if not maybe the second. Uh, and just didn't fucking do it. They, there would have been no debate anymore if they would have got him about the core, I don't think, anymore. They would have got Vlavic. Yeah. Yeah. Vlavich. I agree, 100%. Yeah, same. I think they also had a great opportunity to set themselves up to make a run at actually finishing potentially top four. Not saying that they can't, but they basically, I think, just dropped the ball. Yeah. Um, same with West Ham, in my opinion. But I agree. I think West, West Ham is... fucked around too much. Do you see the uh, bids? The bids they put in for Rafinha and Calvin Phillips. West Ham. Yeah. Were they low? A hundred, a hundred million for both of them. And they said the no fuck? together, like not a hundred oh. each. No, 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 a hundred for both. A two fifty piece. That's embarrassing. Wow. <laughs> That's really fucking bad. Damn. Um, Just yeah, one, Arsenal. One, one, one Arsenal comment with Aubameyang going to Barca. Mm-hmm. They literally have nine strikers. Who Barca? Barcelona. Yeah, yeah. I saw like I saw. The yeah, and guess like... who's passing him the ball now? Adama Traore. He's yeah. gonna, he's you, gonna you fucking put them all eat. on top of each other's shoulders. Eventually, they'll get tall enough to head the ball into the net. Perfect. I remember. I remember another uh, Arsenal striker that went to Barcelona though and did pretty pretty well. Well, that that's the thing. Like people who are. <laughs> Again, kind of in the Obama same. Yang and Thierry Henry on the <laughs> yeah. same page. Yang's just one stop away from being at Toronto FC here. In, in the same breath as like the United thing, all the people who are like upset as Arsenal fans for him leaving were mm. the same people who were like fuck Aubameyang. So I don't I don't understand how you can be, you could say like get him the fuck out of here and then also be upset when he leaves. I just want to know what he like. Behind he, closed doors, what did he do to be their captain to all of a sudden just be like, nope, I'm leaving. Like, well, I know some shady shit had to happen. The, or like, the first thing that wild. happened was he he came back late to training from, like, a sanctioned trip to somewhere. Dubai. He went to Dubai. Yeah, well, sure. but, and he was allowed. Like, they let him go. And then he came back, and Arteta was just like, fuck you. And, <laughs> again, took, like, a super hard stance on it, which, if you do that, then, you, you know, you definitely can't, like, back down from it. Yeah. But... You got to be okay if he leaves, and you got to bring feel, somebody else in. I feel feel pretty tapped into the the Arsenal um, f- fandom too. Like I feel like I've seen Arsenal fan TV a couple times, and like I've actually read some stuff. They just picked him because he was their best player for captain when they did it like a year ago. Like that was just that. It. there was no leadership reason or anything like that. Like that's what I remember. Dude, so. didn't didn't like Ian Wright do like a whole fucking like video with Arsenal? Like giving him the captaincy and stuff. Yes, but it was like, "You're our best player." I hope this <laughs> works. It wasn't like, "You're." It seemed like they were trying captain. to sell it as yes. like, "Yeah, that's he what I'm is saying. the cap, like the the captain." This of the is team. get behind him because he's who's leading us. And now, I mean, they had Jaka for God's sakes. Also, yeah. so like, come on. That's um, can, can we just point out that how confident John is that the league is over that he's not even paying attention to the club he loves and supports is going to win the league where he's decided to become a fan of another top six team and just start <laughs> following their social medias and becoming the local expert on them. Well, because he's going to get know. Arteta in two years, so. I'm a, I, he's keeping I, tabs. I, I'm, a, I'm a mid-J journo. It's fine. I got I to gotta know what's going on around the league. Um, 
But that's, I think we all agree, like, Arsenal just had a golden opportunity to do something. It doesn't mean it's over for them, but it, it would have been incredible. Uh, Michael, keep going. Keep rolling. The losers? Yeah. Or do you just want to do the two? I can always I had I had one loser. I want to, yeah. I just want to shit on my club real quick, slash, I'd like to do a, uh, a Jersey retirement ceremony, if okay. I may. Yeah, yeah for um, sure. <laughs> I also think we're in a similar boat as West Ham and Arsenal, where we are in a position where we could have pushed for some type of European spot, and we sat there and did absolutely nothing as well, except for getting the Christian Pulisic of Japan, which will you know be pretty solid Chino. in about three years. Um, but... The biggest thing is we are now the biggest Adama Traore fans because, like an idiot, we loaned him and didn't do an actual obligation to buy. So we need him to play phenomenal to actually get that $30 million. <laughs> And Dude. with that, yeah, you can go, Michael, because I, I have to do something real quick. Okay. With that, I want a moment of silence, though. Okay. Go ahead. Go ahead, Dylan. Oh, he's got his shirt on. I, uh, <laughs> I, thought, I thought it was going to be bare. No, 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 no. <laughs> but I just, I know this is a visual medium, obviously. But the Adama jersey, um, it might be time. <laughs> get rid oh, my of God. It. <laughs> my guy went full Midwestern Cavs fan. Nick, I'm uh, not actually going to do it. The jersey. Say, that's, oh. the jer- that's, that's the first jersey you ever bought. Dude, I know, Dylan, I was going to. It's officially retired and in the rafters. I was kind of hoping he was going to take it off and then say, I retire it, and then put his Burnley jersey on and say, I am up, <laughs> I'm a free agent. I'm up for grabs. Fuck no. Dylan, I wanted you Let's to get just. Get out not, of the drop. <laughs> I wanted you to not say anything because I was just going to be like, oh my God, the jersey's on fire right now. <laughs> just just fucking paint the picture. It. No, it's the only jersey I have with the Premier League patch. That one's not getting burnt. There you go. Um, um, Dylan, you had, you had an honorable scrub as well. You had Burnley. Um, yes, I did. Yeah. Um, and that's more for the reason that you can't just forget that you have a buyout clause in your best <laughs> player's contract to just get burned by the team that's going to jump over you and you're going to get relegated. That's yeah. why I put them in there. Great I point. mean, you could argue that because I was with Dylan. I had Burnley as a loser, but couldn't you argue that they actually made out better because the guy, the striker they ended up signing late is taller, has some like absurd goals record late. Like he's been pretty hot lately. So maybe he's the answer. He could uh, be. Knowing Burnley and their cockroach way of just staying up, he probably will be. But you, six, you, can't, just lo- you can't just lose your <laughs> yeah. main production of scoring and not be called a loser. Dylan, he um, had three goals. Yeah, that's a lot for Burnley. Woot Weghorst is his name. Six. He's six six. That's gotta be. That's gotta be a V. It's gonna be a Weghorst. That's a guy. He's, that, he's, that W's uh, a V in German. And he's, he's from Wolfsburg. Oh, he's, he's Dutch. From, he's from the. He's no, from he's, the from, he's from Wolfsburg. No, he, he played at Wolfsburg. Dylan. I know. Christian Pulisic isn't from London. He is. He is Dutch. <laughs> yeah, he's he's Dutch. <laughs> he's Dutch. Oh, the way he's never been playing, he could be from London. So who knows? <laughs> um. All right, so those are those all of our losers? Uh, the only other one was West Ham, but we already kind of talked about it. Like, okay. you didn't do fucking anything to yeah. try to get top four. So let's let's flip it on a positive note. The winners, <clears throat> the, the teams that are riding off into the sunset back half of this league, hopefully uh, after a pot of gold or whatever the fuck we're playing for. Um, who's our winners? Who's our top one, Michael? Um, the team that three out of four people had. We'll do that one first. 
was Aston Villa. Um, Coutinho, Lucas Digne, Callum Chambers, uh, Robin Olsen, I think, for goal. Mm. I mean, I don't think it really matters that much. Um, and then they had somebody else too. But arguably, Coutinho, the signing of the, the window. I think there's two guys that it could be, but he's one of them. Who's, yeah. the, who's the other one? Gumerish. We're going to talk about him in a second. But yeah, I mean, I think overall, uh, they had a very those two had a very similar window. But I think Villa, like Gerard coming in, these like three players, uh, they also obviously are still spending some of the Grealish money and the money that they have. And if you look at like the summer and the winter, they brought in a ton of like good fucking players. So good at business Aston yes Villa football yes. club very good very at good at business um i agree with coutinho quite possibly could be the signing um of of the window um it's good to have a goal in your first game um dylan nick anything you got to add i feel like we're probably we're all pretty much on the same page with this yeah Villa's gonna be Villa's gonna be scary good the last 10 games of the season once they start playing together they're gonna be scary very good the late well, in the season. Yeah, it'd be a real shame think... if you played them last game of the year and the title was on the line. Yeah, it'd be a real shame. <laughs> it would, it, it, some would say it'd be terrible, but but good thing that the uh, the only other team the only other team fighting for it is uh, playing Wolves, and we know how that'll go. So they're coming from Wolves Europa them. Conference League spot. Yeah, exactly. It's fucking ours. Um, I know that while Michael wrangles his dog. Uh, the other team that was on the tip of a lot of people's tongues or the end of their um, text to Michael about who won Everton. Let's kick it. Let's kick it to the other side uh, of the family tree here to, to get the takes on Everton. Cause I have a unique one that I want to round out with. So I think I put Everton as my winner for the fact that I think who they brought in it's not going to obviously change the trajectory of Everton, but I think it's going to ensure all the jokes we've been making of them potentially being in a relegation battle won't actually come to fruition. I think uh, Vanderbeek uh, to Nick Dismay is probably going to be an absolute stud, similar to how Jesse Lingard was when he got put on loan last year and actually got to play, which is going to be very heartbreaking for him. And as I, as, as I can tell, he looks super happy right now. Um, and then... <laughs> I also, I think Everton's a winner because they at least went back to their normal recipe of just going and getting washed up players from other uh, teams to give them a second chance that may or may not work out. But for Hank's sake, I think that it will. And I'm looking at you, Deli Alley. Nice. Michael? The only difference, I agree with pretty much everything you said, Dylan. The only difference is Everton typically would get like older players, like pushing 30 uh, guys that played for other teams. Deli Alley is like 24 or 25, maybe. 25. Uh, Van de Beek is young, a younger, right? He's like yeah, 22 or 24, three. 24, I think. Okay. So 24, 25. Um, I'm pretty sure Lampard is thinking about kind of, he wanted, like it was reported that he wanted Deli. Uh, so he must be thinking like, try to revitalize that like second striker role he played when he had such a good year with with Spurs uh kind of uh, a, a super forward attacking mid um I don't think I don't think there's any way they go down now because I think now it's just a matter of 
they have too like too many good players. Like they're better than what they had as it was, and I just think that like they still like two teams still have to get above them, and I just don't think that's going to happen now with like those those guys there and Lampard, who I'm not super high on, but he's better than Rafa was for sure, like no doubt. I agree. He also Lampard did more in the transfer window in about what thirty hours than like they made those signings before he was even signed. I think it's because Who's he said this is who Can I want. Can you prove it? Can you prove it? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I I. I hate shitting on Everton because as much as I've never met Hank, I want to like him. Uh, so Hank, as the great Sonny Koufax once said, earmuffs. Um, one thing I do want to bring up here, Deli Ali, why'd he leave Tottenham? Playing time, right? Donnie Van de Beek, why'd he leave United? Poor coaching. Playing time. <laughs> they play the same fucking position, pretty much. What are they going to do at Everton together? Not be able to play at the same time. You're gonna, it's no. At the, at that, I had that same thought too. I mean, unless you're gonna play Donny, unless you're gonna play, come out at four three three, play him at the eights. I, I, you're. I think that's spot on. I don't I think mean, you're. You're just not on the galaxy brain that Lampard's on right now for whatever he's cooking. Well, I hope one day to have the same type of drugs he's taking right now. <laughs> um, I just that was my thought. Like Michael, we Michael and I talked about these teams, like the winners and losers. We were looking at both of them, and I was like, I, Everton. I just don't see it. I think it uh, depends on the. It's got to get depend on the game because Delhi's more of a, a creator and a playmaker, and Donnie's more technical. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think that where like Hill, maybe if you want to control the middle, if you want a little bit more, more see more of the ball, maybe you're playing Donnie. But if you want to be all out attacking and just let them go, Delhi's clearly the much better attacking player. Where yeah. Donnie's a little bit more balanced, I guess. I mean, it's probably yeah. the best way to say it. So they're it gonna, depends on maybe who you're playing, but I think no, they're gonna, I think that's a great point to bring up. They're gonna play Allen and CDM. Van De, Van De Beek's gonna play like basically box to box, and Ali's gonna play. Uh, or what's gonna happen is well, they're gonna, gonna play, play. You're gonna play Donnie Van De Beek box to box. Or what they're gonna do is what they're gonna play Deli Ali as like a uh, second striker like he did with Harry Kane at Tottenham, and they're going to play Donny as a, a cam. So what system, you come, what system are you coming out in then? You'd probably play a 4-4-2, but you'd just offset Deli Alley and uh, Calvert, Calvert-Lewin. And you'd play Allen and, Don, and Van de Beek in the middle as the two, one up and one back. Where's the and then Richarlison, Richarlison on the left, uh, Townsend on the right probably. They're both going to play. They're I'm not going to. One of them's not going to play. I'm feverishly looking for Donnie Van de Beek's height and weight right now to play box. We haven't done that in a while. Feverishly, we've done it every episode. He hasn't. Oh, I, when we get Team USA, I got you. Don't worry. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, I can't get. Who's you can't find his height and now? weight. You just type Donnie Van de Beek height weight. <laughs> it's not that hard. You have the entire internet. You have Google. Touché. It's free. Touche. All right. <laughs> Microsoft Bing, for some reason, defaulted, so I don't know if this is a yeah, that's still That's still around. But I said I got like, a Gamecast. What, what, what are our guesses here? <laughs> Height. He's a, he is 5'11", 6 foot. What do you, what do you land it on? I'll say 6. I'll say 6 because he said 5'11". Nick? I'm saying 5'11". I'll do 5'11 Dylan. and 3 fours. Okay. <laughs> Wait. 164. 
Michael? I was going to say 160. I'm going to say, I was going to say like 168. I feel like I am totally fucking my own point up based on what I just pulled up. He is six, <laughs> he is six foot 160, which is pretty much obese for the Premier League. Did I just get it spot on? No, 166. 166. <laughs> I thought close. I fucking I still it, can't think about like, I, I know I said this a couple weeks ago, but like, I'm six one. I was down to 190 pounds. I felt like it's like a stiff breeze. I can't. You were a waifish twink. Yeah, that's like that blizzard would have broken me in half on Saturday. Like I just keep yeah. thinking about these guys are running and they're physical. I'm like, they're brittle. They're they're freaking. Dude, they're all muscle, man. It's all in their right. legs too. That's why they're so, wearing. So that's a good point too. But still, like again, there's zero upper. Uh, he's he's. He's over six foot and 160 odd pounds. I still don't find him to be a box to boxer. But <laughs> even at, I, even I, when I you said, "Let me look at his height and weight to see if he can play the eight. and then you found it, and it was b- taller and weighed more than you thought, and you're like, ah, "I still don't think it's true." <laughs> no, fucker, fucker. God, you're stupid. Uh, all right, the last team in the winners has got to be Newcastle, right? Is that yeah, the it's 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 the only one that everybody put because you only picked one. So like, based on that. You know, everyone had Newcastle. Um, they got Target, uh, Digne, um, Burn from Brighton, which I think is kind of a sneaky good one. Wood from Burnley, obviously, early on. And then uh, I think you could – it's splitting hairs. I think – I personally think for them, Gamaris is going to be a bigger deal than Coutinho. It's the biggest, he's hole, also like they, 20, it's the biggest hole they had to fill. Yeah, he's also 24 or something. Like, he's pretty young. And Coutinho, I mean, Coutinho's like 29 or 30. But, like, he's going to be there for five years. Unless somebody buys him. I know we have them in the winners. But we did text about this. Because I think they had a really good window here to stay up. I am now officially, though, rooting for them to go down to watch them. See if these <laughs> players all stay. Or if they had to then just oh. put them on loan or sell them all again. To then have to fight their way back up. Uh a thousand percent. Just throwing yes. it out there. Do you <laughs> I, think in their contracts they put in did they? the Premier League clause where if they get relegated, I mean, it's it's a it's a thing. Yeah. Like, Jermaine Defoe was famous. It was Defoe and, oh, I can't remember who the other one was. I remember years ago, but like, he, he was on like three straight relegation teams and he was always in the Premier League. Like, yeah. you think Kieran Trippier is going down? No, that's why I'm just <laughs> saying though. <laughs> well, I don't know what the personal terms are, but... Uh, if if Newcastle stay up, I think it's like they owe Leon, uh, Leon like eight million more dollars. Mm-hmm. If, if good business, yeah, for Gamerich. They had that with the, the potential Lingard deal. Even on the loan deals, they have that. Like if they stay up, they were gonna pay United whatever whatever the fee extra fee on top of it. You know, like, right? Um, dude, shit. What, what I was what I was about to say is essentially what Dylan just said too. Is like. They are going to stay up. That's their only objective and what they needed to buy. I think they are going to stay up now, and I cannot wait to root every weekend for them to go down. <laughs> so. Why? You should you should like when people just throw money at problems. And so, USA. Silence. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Dude, it's, it's just she- it's throwing darts in sheer volume. Like, yeah. just out of just, just... See, I actually don't... Listen, I, I think... Yes, like, if you have the money, like, you're going to spend it. You're going to find people to spend it. But, like, I think these are actually good signings. I agree. Yeah, almost, time, look, look what taxpayers' dollars can buy. It's amazing. Yeah, almost as good as when City uh, spends their money. 
and Liverpool. That's the only other thing I was going to bring up. Uh, the Liverpool signing. I, don't, I know it's not on the positive or negative for anyone, but that dude's going to be sick, Luis Diaz, I think. Wait. Okay, never mind. I'm you reading something. I'm, I'm reading something. I, I'm reading it wrong. Uh, honorable mention. This is the time for it. Nick, who you got? Oh, Brentford. Christian Eriksen. Yeah. Caps off. Yeah. Very, hope, hope, hoping for success and health. That's a very exciting signing. Agreed. Yeah. And that'll be... I also think they're a type of club that doesn't sign someone unless they're sure it's going to fit into their mold and their club, and it'll be fun to see him play well, again. Did you re- Apparently, there's a few other like Danish influences on the team, which is why the signing kind of happened there, too. Like the manager? Yeah, that'd be one of them. Um, gotcha. Didn't know that. <laughs> um, shout out to the Danes, though. They just live such a fucking... Great life. They're always happy. Copenhagen seems always, sweet. You know, someone say that socialism is a good thing. Um, anyway, all right, Team USA. Michael, let's, everyone, let's jump into it. Three games over the international break. Um, a lot was said on the podcast going into this. Dylan and I were pretty firmly on it was seven points or bust. Michael was wavering on that notion. Nick was... I would have agreed. Not, not at uh, wavering or no seven points? seven points or bust. Yeah, um, let's jump into it. First game uh, in this window was Team USA versus El Salvador versus El Salvador. Thank you. You knew my internet was not moving as quick as I wanted it to. Um, One nil. Game was played in Columbus. Uh, in which was actually the warmest game of the entire international break, um, and there was snow on the ground. But goal was by uh, Anthony Robinson in the 52nd minute. Um, let's get the takes out the way. And Dylan, I've always looked to you to be our our lead on U.S. men's national team. What are your initial thoughts here? On this game specifically? Or the overall window? Well, let's do game by game, but there's going to be an overall theme. I know we can't avoid how we're feeling. Let's let's try to transport ourselves back to after that first game. Um, if I'm thinking, if we're just talking about the first game, a win's a win. Happy to have yeah. it. Um, obviously, take three points. I still... It's going to be a theme. I just don't think... I think it's tough because it all comes down to Bullhart. Bullhart. I can't. Fuck it. Greg. I'm not saying his last name. Um, Ragnarok. Yeah. <laughs> Ragnarok. It was a long day at work today. Um, it's more... I just question his decision-making, and... Oh, tell me more. Do you not feel the same way? No, I wholeheartedly agree. <laughs> I think... Just right, from Rock, just look do. at it. I, I know we're going to go game by game, but like... Nah, let's not anymore. I, you have a really good point. We won one nothing to El Salvador. We lost two nil to Canada. We won three nothing against Honduras. Uh, not seven points, only six. And Canada extends the lead. The table now is looking at, like Canada at the top with twenty six points. U.S. in second on twenty one. Mexico on twenty one points as well. The goal differential is saving us there. Panama in fourth on seventeen, and Costa Rica in fifth on sixteen. Everyone else is pretty much out. So let's just focus on those five spots. Talk about it overarching then. Like, let's just do that. So my big issue is I get why certain people were left off for the form that they're on and whatnot. But then, like, 
Josh Sargent. Yeah, but now, but that probably lit a fire under him to start playing well. So I get that. But at the same time, what? He scores it, two goals for the first time in twelve months, and all Josh of a sudden, Sargent he should is be not saving. Striker. I'm not saying he's Josh Sargent is not saving it, so anybody. It, no, but Josh Sargent. I'd rather have him out there than. But it goes like this: you have a lot of players playing in Europe right now, but then part of the squad that we bring in, and I like the person I'm going to put it is like Jesse Zardes. I think is awesome. However, he hasn't played any meaningful minutes since October. And he's getting the start over someone like Pepe, who's at least playing in the Bundesliga and starting. Like, and I'm not saying he's in the best form either, but like, at least you have someone who's consistently playing as opposed to someone just coming into negative degree weather and having to get their sea legs underneath them is the first part. Um, the other thing with Canada is I saw this, is that apparently... Greg came out and said that he rewatched the tape and noticed um, that Canada it wasn't domination. No, that that us? Canada was running um, or playing back like a back box thing or some shit like that. I'm I suck at my soccer terms on that sense, so I'm probably a low block. Yes, a low block. And he said, but the thing is, he noticed that after watching film the next day. Yet our head coach doesn't notice the tactics that are happening on the field during the game, which is an issue. <laughs> the thing is who Nick, so Nick's Nick's saying that he needs that he's got a little Burhalter out sign. I don't disagree but at the same point he's also done a lot of good yeah, things. So like you can't just it's just at the point where you What's can't the good go ahead. Bag. Convince sell me. I'm on the fence. Go ahead. I'm stand I'm proverbially I'm on the fence. I'm not saying you're here. not wrong I'm not. but at the same time we, you're not right. We we have when's the last time we beat Mexico for an entire calendar year? Agreed. We have but the that, most I also think that doesn't matter. If yeah. we don't actually qualify for the World Dude, Cup again, I, I think this is I think this is straight up. You guys are overreacting. We have the most talented group of players we've had. I disagree. That I can that honestly maybe since 2010, and we can't put the ball in the back of the net. We look like this. We cannot, this we, time. we look like we're playing. Like we look like a we look like a freaking um yeah pinball we look like a pinball machine trying to pass the ball around or a foosball table with people who don't know how to play who oh, does yeah. actually know how to play foosball i think we were just we are literally lacking in in one aspect of the game um i don't think we dominated canada one aspect of the game hold on what's that aspect what are we in lacking? finishing finishing our passing sucks our passing was not that bad did you watch the last game is that the only game you watched no i watched Michael? all three Dude, the the Canadian game was so frustrating because we refused to move vertically. Not that we were moving horizontally right, the entire they, time. Dude, they literally just played spur. They played like Spurs. Who Canada? Yeah, yeah. But you know what? But like that's the thing is Canada had a plan, and they like Canada's top of the table, but played like they were the underdog and had they, to prove something. And we walked in right. like we've already they qualified like for the Spurs. World Cup. They played like Spurs. Spurs has six losses in the Premier League. It's not impossible to beat a team that plays like Spurs. No, I, I, I'm saying that they played. They the, were great on the counter, is what you're. I'm assuming getting at like yes, yeah. and and the, the one aspect of how to beat them in that moment was to be good in the final third and finish your chances, which we did not do. But I don't do even we feel like ever we created them. Yeah, we do. We scored. What we played eleven games before, or 10, 10 games coming into last night, and we've scored fourteen goals. It's yeah, we are That's eleven sad. games, and they're all in the really, second really half bad. too. Yeah, 
Well, I don't care what half of their end. I mean, I'm just saying. Sometimes it kind of does. Nice to not to be honest, why? Slugger. Why does it matter? I, like, are, are, are goals in the second matter. half? Because are because goals in the, the second world, half worth more than goals in the first half? Kind of. We're not that great you defensively. Look, you're gonna go to the World Cup and you're gonna go play. Uh, you're gonna go play Spain, or you're gonna go play Portugal, or you're gonna go play. Um, Portugal anybody else outside it. of Concacaf? You're telling me that we're gonna hold them defensively so we can hang on and be a 45 minute team? There was no. I shot. also think. Goals in the first half mean more for us because we are a momentum team, for sure. A couple goals flew in in the first half, and then in the second half of this last game, you have backheel passes from Weston McKinney to Weah, back to McKinney, back to Weah, and there's a great chance there. I do agree we have to get better at finishing. I think if Tim, if Tim, Timothy Weah could finish, he'd have 17 goals in this window right now, and we'd be undefeated. Next like, factor. But also, Tim Wyatt, figure out your vaccine setup, you fucking idiot. Like, <laughs> come on, dude. Really? I, the biggest I don't, game of the window, you're just not going to be able to go? Also, there's been a lot of talk of the boys being soft. And, like, I think that was kind of evident in going back to Canada is Canada essentially, like, in my opinion, punched us in the mouth in the first 15 minutes in terms of just playing way more physical. And I think that it got in... Our, like in our heads to where it threw us yeah. off whatever the game plan was supposed to be too and i think when you get into a world cup that needs to be corrected we also yeah. drop points and now it comes down like yes we have a cushion but it really comes down to we just have to beat panama now at home and we should get in but like you mm-hmm. end with panama mexico and costa rica it's not like there's a layup there for us to be like like not all, all of a sudden fuck this up all three of those teams either want to get in or don't want to be in fourth yeah, like they're all like, fighting. All those games matter. And like none of those games, I gotta look to see where the the US the team USA game's gonna be at. I think we talked about this last pod. I totally forget it's where it's in at. Florida, I'm pretty sure, for the last one we None said. of those games are gonna be in sub zero temperature, so our little gimmicks aren't gonna work anymore. I don't even like, think that's a gimmick. I, would argue I think it's actually it's probably more better for us because we can actually play. We have the we talked about this before. We actually have the players to play in normal weather. We don't have to use these psych outs cold weather yeah. you know knock down second ball brute strength type stuff we don't have to do it i, I don't want to yeah and i don't want to be team usa hey you're going to play three games in sub-zero temperature against us and like that's like the shtick like i just don't want to be there. i also my last thought on this is i'm all there for squad rotation but at a certain point we need to get the squad to be able to communicate and play together where like It'd be nice to at least have the same, like, and I get there was injuries this time around too, but, like, to have the same group out there to get that chemistry leading into Qatar. Um, all right. This is a, we'll go around real quick because we want to keep this under an hour, actually, this time. Michael, Nick, Dylan, myself, Burhalter, in or out, what's a positive, what's, and what needs to be worked on? And, Michael, I'll start with you. Uh, for, in, first of all, and... Second of all, even if you want him out, I don't know who the fuck you go get. Agreed. Second of all, uh, what was the second question? I forgot already. Positive and give, negative. Give us a positive and give us a oh. negative or something to work on, I guess. Uh, the positive is I actually think our midfield played really well in all the games. And Wes McKinney's our best player. And the negative is these are the only three games in the past 10 USA games I've watched where we played like we were better than everybody as opposed to playing like we had something to prove, which we've been doing the entire time. 
which I guess could that be would be my only negative. Could be a positive because maybe we learn our lesson now, hopefully, and got humble. Yeah. People don't tend to learn their lesson after that, though. Yeah, Nick. So it would be very American of us not to learn our lesson, but we won't go there. Um, anyway, <laughs> um, it would be irrational to kick out Greg Burhalter at this point, just because as the obviously the rational. Who do you bring in? Um, yeah. But after this World Cup, get him, get him, get him the hell out of here. I think that I agree with Michael Weston McKinney and our mid the midfield three that we have is so freaking exciting to watch. Um, but Tim, and as we saw last window, McKinney out or way out X factors. Those two have to be in the lineup. I think our link up play has to be better. Well, I think it, there's just, we cannot string together a series of passes or get in behind defenses consistently enough. Agreed. Dylan? He's still in. I'm not going to repeat the same reasons why. Positives. <laughs> Matt Turner looks good in a Snuggie. Um, <laughs> and I think a negative is our defense doesn't know how to actually win balls in the air because that's what I feel like led to both of the goals against us in Canada. Yeah. Good point as well. Uh, I agree with like Burhalter in because who the hell do you bring in? But I do think that they've hit their ceiling with him. Like, I just don't think that they're going to learn or do anything new with this dude. And, like, I agree. Who, like, who, who are we joking about on, Rafa. on text that we brought Rafa. in? Bring Rafa. Benitez? Yeah, okay. Um, positive <laughs> is the same as everyone said. Like, Wes McKinney uh, in this window was really, really good. Our best player, not even close. Um, I really want Reyna to get healthy and to play because I actually think he's got the highest ceiling of anyone on this team. Um, I think if Tim Wea again could finish, he'd be like a dynamo. He'd essentially be somewhat of a Alfonso Davies or a uh, whatchamacallit, Jonathan David for us type player because he's so fast. The negative, uh, I don't want to pour salt in a in a wound. Christian Pulisic's got to figure it out. Yeah. Like, he is the Josh Sargent of the American team that, like, for for the Premier League football. Like, Josh Sargent, I want him to figure it out so he can play at Norwich. But, like, Pulisic's got to play. We're not going to not play him, obviously. Also, that that correlation made no sense. I was just going off the cuff. We're not going to not play him, but, like, if you're this dude, you got to be the dude. Like that's just how it is for me. So, I agree. Oh, so LeBron, the LeBron of American soccer. Yeah, the LeBron of American. Maybe soccer. he's maybe he's the Ole of American soccer. Super sub. Oh, that's Burhalter's at the wheel. Um, yeah. <laughs> also, Brandon Arison's the Energizer Bunny is. Oh, speaking point. of Brandon Arison, did you get his did you get his jersey or something? No, no, no. Height and weight. Height and weight. He looks like a Hollister model. So. He's 5'7". Oh, it's too short. You think? Yeah. I think 5'7", 153. 5'7 and a quarter, 155. 5'9". <laughs> one... He's... I feel like he's skinny. 152. 5'9". Damn, Michael. 1... 46. Oh. Dupe Nation. A sub 150. 
God damn. Dude, he's Michael's getting thin. good at the heights. He knew it right off the bat. He's getting very good at this. My yeah. G, he's good at sizing people he's up. He's a Jersey boy, um, too. Is he? I didn't even know mm-hmm. that. South Jersey guy. I thought right? you were talking about me. I was no, like, what does you. that mean? No. <laughs> <laughs> He looks like, like he I've is. never been, been in Michael's closet. He is a Jersey boy. Yeah, I was going to say, is yeah. that what you mean? Um, all right. One game this weekend in the Prem. It is Burnley and Watford, correct? Correct. Yes. Uh, Burnley host, I think, right? It's at so Turf Moor. A real big game. Yeah. Um, a real big game for the script writers. Oh, Nick, you guys, you guys have a... Uh, an FA Cup game tomorrow. Congratulations. Um, I was just looking at that. Burnley host Watford. Um, I forget who I picked, <laughs> honestly. Well, well, just pick them again. We can do it right now. I, I'm, I'm picking Watford. I actually am looking forward to um, the new manager bounce. I'm pumped. Welcome back. What? what? I got a tie. Welcome back, my G. You got a tie. I'm sticking with my original pick going draw. I think I also picked a draw. Yeah, I picked a draw. Three draws and a W for Watt Watt. Um, I think I did right. this. I think I did that because if they draw, it's it's draw or Burnley win is still good for the relegation battle. If Watford wins, then I feel like Burnley's too far out of it, and then we don't we like lose a team. But, but if like. I- Burnley win, then everybody's like at 15, 16, 14 I if, points. I think if Watford win, you might lose a Burnley, but you might gain an Everton. Oh, maybe, dude. It's so interesting. Yeah, this bottom this bottom five is gonna be This is way more fun than the title race. Oh yeah. <laughs> Tell you. Telling me, dude. It yeah. always is. John's um, converted to an Arsenal fan. He's a gooner now. Yeah. <laughs> Full on goon. Um all right. Quick pod. We did keep it under an hour. Shout out to Dylan in his bedtime. Um, send us out like you always do. Yeah. Not to put you on the spot, but we do have mm-hmm. like midweek games. Are we not predicting those? I wanted to, I wanted to see if we could do another one on Monday or Tuesday. To be Got honest. it. Just okay. So it. Breaking yeah. news. Pod, co- pod coming soon come Monday and Tuesday. Hopefully. <laughs> Sorry about that. That was very Shakespearean right there. <laughs> it's all right. I would just like to throw out, I do have an absurd FA Cup bet coming at you this weekend. Oh, yeah, me too. So should we do bets right now, then? Did you pick all 15 Um, games? I picked nine of them. I picked all 15 because I got a $10 free bet. (laughs) Damn. It wins me 15 grand if it hits. (laughs) Dylan definitely is going to bet the smart thing. I just went straight money line. I went United, Chelsea, West Ham, Southampton, City, Liverpool, Bournemouth, I took all the favorites, and then I'm taking a gamble on form. I took QPR money line for plus one thousand fifty-five, ten bucks to win a hundred and fifty-five dollars. You are the Queens Park Ranger. Um, all right, perfect, Dylan. Do you want? To, are you going to run through all fifteen of yours? Uh, I lied. It's sixteen picks. <laughs> it was a twenty-five. You're say you're a, missing a it game. It was a twenty-five dollar free bet for fifteen thousand. So let's get United, it. Chelsea, West Ham, Huddersfield Town, Stoke City, uh, Southampton, all money line. Wolves tie no bet. I don't trust them to win in regulation. Um, City, Everton, Queens Park, uh, Crystal Palace, 
Luton Town, money line. Tottenham, tie, no bet. Only because Brighton scares me of a tie in that one, so had to protect ourselves. Mm-hmm. And then Liverpool, Bournemouth, and the big upset to close this off, the Nottingham Forest, tie, no bet. God, just like... Uh... It- I, is the FA Cup? Is it replay if you tie? It used now. No, now, no. They, they finish it out now. So is that is that bet like in regulation? All tie, of them are regulation. So tie no bet basically means if it goes okay. to overtime, it the parlay mm. lives on. My odds just go down. Okay, you can, gotcha, you can gotcha. jump in and do uh to advance, but they drop the odds significantly just for just advance. Yeah. Oh really? I yeah. Can't believe that it's plus a thousand QPR. What? What did you say the QPR line is? Plus 120. They're oh. still favored. They're just away. Yeah, I was going to say, they're fourth, and Peterborough's like in the relegation. Zone. Peterborough is does. Strug City, so we're, yeah. we're, we're riding that train. Also, I love, I, I love the... Uh, we're very bold in these FA Cup bets because John and I have ex- the exact same bets on all 16 teams, and Dylan and Nick have the exact same bets on all 16 teams. <laughs> Do we? Yes, and we're only off by one. John and I picked Leicester, and you guys picked Nottingham Forest. Otherwise, every single one is the same. <laughs> so we oh, look like fucking idiots. We love to see it. Or it could work this out. Is, this is a five. This is a five rated five star podcast on Apple. Uh, shout out to Spotify. Not really though. Uh, all right. Cool. Bets done. Predictions in. Team USA still here. Still out there. Uh, transfers over. Dylan, wrap this baby up. So, guys, um, which bar downtown <laughs> do soccer players hate striking on? Striking mm-hmm. on? Post Street. The crossbar. The crossbar. Damn it. Cheers. <laughs>